Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin. Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayashir, number 143. We're going to continue the theme on the last year uh, from the lectures of Rav Shimon Grun on Torah Anytime in regard to Shalom Bayas. Beautiful stuff. Kedaita listen to him directly. Just giving you some nakudas on what he said about boundaries. And we start off saying that there are levels of boundaries and there is a yours, and there's a mine, and there's an ours. And it's okay to express your opinion, even with the boundaries. If something's clearly in your wife's realm, and a husband wants to express their opinion, they could, and they should, and vice versa too. But at the same time, you know what your roles are, and who is the ultimate decision maker in the process. And he emphasizes greatly and again it's for people it's counterintuitive they feel ideally a marriage was supposed to be one who cares what difference doesn't make we're one we're one team what i don't i you know i help you you help me that's beautiful sentiments but nevertheless there has to be a boundary with specific roles and boundaries are not barriers to a relationship a healthy boundary builds the relationship and um, a lot of times, if something's clearly something that the wife's, it's her realm, it's her life, it's her decision, he can, the husband could gently express an opinion and, you know, and discuss it. And the wife could gently let him into her realm and vice versa as well. You can come in. But there has to be clear knowledge that it's her is her and him is him. And some things belong there. And then there's the hour where we both mutually connect. Then he said, and this is important to know, there's a separate issue on halachas and uh, things that the Torah wants them to do. It's very important. Part of the healthy boundary is you're not to be a mashkiach over your spouse and you're not to be a mechanech over your spouse. Now, if there's something halachically mamish done wrong by one over the other, then, of course, you don't let it slide. There's a chiv to express it, to be mechazikit, but there's a way to say it at the right time, in the right place, in the right matzif. Sometimes you have to ask an outside party how to go about it. You know, when you're dealing with mamish things that are pitera, there's a chiv to do kipshuta and that's not happening. There's ways to go about it. And if you say things the nice way, the right way, at the right time, it could be accomplished. But we're not talking about that, a mamash, a, a, a iser type of thing. We're talking about general avodah Hashem. Then it's very important to realize that you cannot control the other person. So, for example, if the husband is slacking off a little bit in his kivias itim latayra, it's not the wife's job to point that out and push him and and, 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 and and pressure him on that. Number one, it doesn't work. So don't do it because it doesn't work. This, all experts know, people who have experience in Shalom Bayes know that when you want to impose avoidus Hashem of the other spouse to the other spouse and demand it and push and bully about it, it does not work. Even if you're right, Be'etzim, it does not work, so you don't even try it. The husband has to work in his own kvias item. It's not his wife's position. Could the wife mention something in a nice way? Yeah, perhaps. 
encourage, yeah, perhaps with seichel to know what to do, but the controlling aspect of it, the, there's a there's a violation, there's a boundary there that's being violated, and it's important not. And it goes both ways. It's the wife. It, it, it's also with the wife if she is lacking in a certain area in avodas Hashem, um, you know, also. He is not her mashkiach. He is not her mechanach. So again, if you're dealing with mamish isurim, outright lashon hara, that's being spoken over the phone, that the wife is speaking on the phone, outright something wrong that the husband is doing, there are ways to go about it, right way to say it, in the right oifin at the right time. But for bederech klal in general, it is smart not to, you could support, you could encourage, you could say nice words. If you're clever and with Siata Deshmaya, you could convince the other party to do anything, but in a healthy way. But the controlling aspect of it is not healthy. Like, you know, if you don't do that, if you don't uh, sit down by that Gemara over here, I'm going to whatever. Or if you ever, if I ever hear on the phone that you uh, slip up and say this, that you shouldn't have said, I'm going to whatever. No, you don't do things like that. That's controlling and you don't, and, and the relationship ultimately will be ruined. Even if you're matzliach and you get your husband to learn a little more, and you prevented your wife from saying something she shouldn't have said to her friend on the phone, you'll accomplish that short term, the relationship will get ruined and will deteriorate, and ultimately that avoid will also deteriorate usually because there's a resentment now. So it's very, very important to do that. And it's also important, and this seems that it's selfish, but it's not. I have a border. What's mine is mine. What's yours is yours. And don't compare it to what it says in Perkyavis that point to some that's not a ideal thing. Yours is mine, mine, and mine, and 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 mine is yours. We'll talk about that, the, how that fits into the Perkyavis. But it's clear that there has to be a certain level of boundary of identity of, ident- of identity. And each one is entitled to their space. And you don't, it's not, you should not be over apologetic or intimidated when someone goes into your space, when you have a right. It goes, let's say, with a job also. If, you're, if your employer is overextending beyond your job description and throwing a ton of stuff at you, you have a right to say, Ad Khan. Adkan, my job role is this, and I'm doing it. You're stepping over your bounds. Same thing over here. You know, wife tells the husband, I don't want you to go to this shul. I, I protest. Yes, she could talk it over. If let's say there's an issue in the shul itself, there's some problem, baruchnius or whatever it is, okay, that could be dealt with, that could be discussed, but it's ultimately it's his realm. If she has a reason why, why there's a problem, again, she could express it. But to force herself to have him switch shuls and to be manipulative about it is unhealthy because it's a boundary that should not be crossed. And I'm giving a marshal that way, but it goes also with the wife, also to the husband. The husband has no right to, uh, let's say the husband's not keen on some of the friends the wife's hang around with, but they're not a bad influence. They're not throwing her off the derech. It's just uh, whatever. I don't know. He has in his head this particular person he doesn't like so much. But she's friends with him. Again, you have to use your seichel. Or, you know, I don't like the shoes you're wearing. You shouldn't stop it. You know, either I don't want to walk with you when you're wearing those shoes. So either don't walk with them. But the shoes are in his feet. It's his issue. So 
you can walk alone or ask him nicely, would you mind changing it, you know, whatever, in a nice way. But ultimately, it's the husband's choice to wear those shoes. And it goes the other way around also. Wife has a certain pocketbook. No, I don't like that pocketbook. I want you to wear the other pocketbook. This pocketbook is, is looks doesn't match. It doesn't look so nice when you walk out. That's her business. That's not his business. He could express his wishes, but there are cherets. That's okay. We said that. The communication, beautiful. But to demand it? No. It belongs to her. It's her pocketbook. She could decide how to wear it, when to wear it. And he must understand that. He must understand that. And boundaries like this improve marriages, makes it help to become one and united when that us part of the relationship, when that ours part of the relationship is there, it'll be easier. And that is when they both feel good about it, ours, they both accommodate each other. Those are situations like we say, where are we going to live, where are we going to travel, where we're going for Shabbos, um, you know, where should we put our kids to, 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 to um, you know, into school, things like that where they really both mutually need to work on it. Now, if they disagree, they then taka, compromises needed. Either they meet in the middle, in certain things they can meet in the middle, some type of middle ground, or basically in certain specific things they could say, okay, today we'll do it my way, tomorrow we'll do it your way. You know, example, just a trivial example, they both go on walks. And he likes this particular route to walk because he likes the scenery and this and that. And she likes the other walk because she likes walking on the avenue so she could see the stores or whatever. They And, and each one doesn't want to walk in the other person's route. So then there's an us, there's an ours. We're walking together, quality time. So today I'll walk your route and tomorrow I'll we'll walk my route. That's an example of, 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 of doing that. And sometimes Hashem gives you the Shema, you put your effort in it, you'll find the third new way that makes everyone happy. And if you work through it, these things could come, 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 come into a beautiful resolution. So the key is, though, never decide alone on an us issue. In other words, you like the temperature in the room at night to be 50 degrees. You know, you discuss it with your spouse who doesn't like it at 50 degrees. And they need it at 70 degrees. And they work something out there. Something in the middle they work out. You know, that's a real touchy situation a lot. The weather-wise and the body of feeling hot, feeling cold, and opening windows, closing windows, air conditioner, steam. Fine. So that's an us thing, clearly, because they both have to live in the same place. But to control it, to be controlling and demanding... You know, I don't care what you think, and I'm just going to turn on that air conditioner or open up that one. That damages the relationship. And it's important that ultimately it'll distance uh, and uh, distance the, between you and the other. And that is very important. You need to, even in the us, when you're working together, to understand the boundaries, to understand each other's feelings, to understand that you're individual people. And again, it seems very paradoxic to others. In other words, you're taught so much. You know, let's just, we're one. You know, I'll give in to you. I'm not going to mind. I'll be happy. We're one. So I'll do what makes you happy. You'll do what makes me happy. And it's all fine. But the problem is, it's not fine. Ultimately, there'll be resentment. You'll be mavata once. You'll be mavata twice. You'll be mavata three times. Sooner or later, it'll be something that upsets you. And it'll affect the relationship. So instead, discuss it out in the open. You know, what's yours, what's mine, and what's ours, and define it. 
and talk it through. It's healthy to talk it through and work it out. And when this is done properly, then they get into a real respect and understanding. Misunderstandings go away. Each one knows what each has to do. And then when they are in that space of the us, of the ours, when they both are mutually in that space and work together towards each other on that, it is the one of the most beautiful things in the world in a marriage, how the oneness is experienced. But it's only experienced not by a mishmash of becoming one without thought, but with the respect of each one's individuality and building upon it and respecting it and knowing properly how to use it. Have a wonderful day.